This sermon was recorded at the Church of Christ, Wheeler area, located at 1500 South Allen L. Bean Boulevard in Wheeler, Texas. Our regular meeting times are at 10.30 a.m. and 2.30 p.m. each Sunday. Come join us as we seek to worship God in spirit and in truth. You know, whenever something in our life exciting happens, what... What is it that we want to do? The first thing you think about doing, something exciting happens, you kind of want to share it, don't you? You want to tell people about it. Maybe you want to get on social media and, and put a post about it and tell everybody what's going on in your life or what, what exciting has happened in your life. Now, not everybody's like that. I'm, I'm pretty sure Matt's probably not going to get on social media and share anything exciting that's happened for him. But I'm sure he goes and shares it at least with his wife. You know, he shares it with somebody, uh, and that's, I don't know, maybe that's kind of human nature. We want people to know something exciting that's happened. But when it comes to our faith, are we as excited to share it? Are we, do we want to get on Facebook and, and share something? Do we want to tell our coworker, or our neighbor, or a, a friend? And we probably aren't. As eager, I would say, to go tell anyone that wants to listen. And it's not, I wouldn't say it's because we don't want to, but it's more because we're afraid. You know, we're afraid of what might happen. We're afraid of what that person might think of us. Especially if you're sharing with a coworker, someone that you, you work with every day. You're afraid of rejection. Rejection. You're afraid of not being liked. Or even just the awkwardness, the awkwardness of the moment. It might affect your relationship with that person. It can be scary. We all understand understand that. And I hope I turn that on. In Second Timothy, well, there's our topic: sharing our faith with others. In Second Timothy chapter one, verses eight through twelve, it states, "Be not thou therefore ashamed of the testimony of our Lord, nor of me, his prisoner, but." By thou partaker of the afflictions of the gospel according to the power of God, who hath saved us and called us with an holy calling, not according to our works, but according to his own purpose and grace, which was given us in Christ Jesus before the world began, but is now made manifest by the appearing of our Savior, Jesus Christ, who hath abolished death and hath brought life and immortality to light through the gospel, whereunto I am appointed a preacher and an apostle and a teacher of the Gentiles, for the which cause I also suffer these things. Nevertheless, I am not ashamed, for I know whom I have believed and am persuaded that he is able to keep that which I have committed unto him against that day. You know, as scary as it might be, we, we shouldn't be afraid to share the gospel. We shouldn't be ashamed of the gospel we should want to share it with everyone, anyone that will listen. But we should be prepared to suffer through the rejection and the not being like or the awkwardness, awkwardness of the moment. You know, whatever happens with that relationship, whether you are still good friends or maybe not as good friends, you've done what you're supposed to do. You know, sometimes it takes just planting a seed with someone to get them to eventually, maybe down the road, come to church or you'll follow Christ in some way. And you think about doing that, you think about what Jesus did for us. He suffered and died on the cross 
so that we might have eternal life with him. So being uncomfortable and being scared or being anxious, that's pretty minute compared to what Jesus did for us, isn't it? We should be willing as Christians to preach and teach God's word and bear witness of Jesus' life. In Luke chapter 24, verse 46 through 48, Jesus says, Thus it is written, and thus it behoved, it behoved Christ to suffer and to rise from the dead the third day, and that repentance and remission of sins should be preached in his name among all nations, beginning at Jerusalem. And ye are witnesses of these things. Jesus is talking to his disciples here just before he ascends to heaven. He he tells them repentance and remission of sins should be preached in his name among all nations because they are witnesses of these things. He's basically saying you're going to do these things because you bore witness of it. You were there. You saw it happen. But you know, the same thing applies to us today. We bear witness of Jesus today because of what we read about him in the Bible. Because the apostles wrote those things down. Other people wrote those things down, and they're in the, the Bible today because they were witness of, witnesses of those things, and we read about it, which makes us witnesses of those things. So when I say witness, or we should be a good witness for the Lord, what I'm saying is be knowledgeable about Jesus' life and his commandments so that we can answer questions, teach, and spread his word. So this morning, I'm going to go over just a few things that can help us to get past that fear of sharing our faith with others. This one's pretty obvious, isn't it? Prayer. <laughs> it's probably the one tool that, that we can use on any, as, any aspect of our life is prayer. The most important thing that we can do is pray. Psalms chapter 34, verse 4. I sought the Lord and he heard me and delivered me from all my fears. Psalms 55, 17, evening and morning and at noon will I pray and cry aloud, and he shall hear my voice. 1 Thessalonians chapter 5, verse 17, pray without ceasing. Philippians 4, 6, be careful, 4, 6 through 7, be careful for nothing, but in everything by prayer and supplication with thanksgiving, let your requests be made known unto God. And the peace of God, which passeth all understanding shall keep your hearts and minds through Jesus, through Christ Jesus. Through par- prayer, we can accomplish anything that the Lord wants us to. And the scriptures that we just read, they, they state that we can be delivered from our fears. God can hear us at any time, day or night. Pray without ceasing. Don't stop praying about it. Pray about it every day. Every time you think about it, don't get anxious about it. Pray about it so your request can be known to God and so that you can be at peace about it. Prayer is the strongest asset that we have. It's how we, we communicate with God, how we help for help, how we give praise, how we ask for forgiveness, how we pursue a relationship with God. So prayer is an essential step to overcoming our fear of sharing faith with others. Prayer is essential for us every day so that we can communicate with the Lord, so that he can work in our lives. The next is we need to be prepared. We should be prepared to share our faith with others. You know, the occasions that we come across to share with, with other people aren't always going to be convenient for us. It's not always going to be, you know, maybe 
somebody in church, maybe your, your child, someone that has a question about something you just preached on. You know, that's fairly simple. But there are going to be times where maybe you're in the grocery store and they know that you go to church. Or maybe you're wearing something that says, you know, Jesus on it or something that shows that you're a Christian and they come up and ask you a question. You got to be ready for that. So they won't always be easy questions. Um, In order for us to do that, we need to be ready for whatever scenario. And so we should be prepared. In order for us to do that, we have to study. 1 Peter 3, 15, But sanctify the Lord God in your hearts, and be ready always to give an answer to every man that asketh you a reason of the hope that is in you with meekness and fear. Colossians 4, 6, Let your speech be always with grace, seasoned with salt, that ye may know how ye ought to answer every man. Not only should we always be prepared to answer questions, but we should answer them in a Christian manner. You know, check your attitude. Just because you know the ins and outs of whatever it is that that maybe their question is, doesn't mean that they do. I mean, obviously, they're asking you for a reason. You know, something that that would turn me off of wanting to ever ask anyone a question again is being made felt like, I don't know what I'm talking about. You know, being made felt dumb, that is the one thing that's going to really turn somebody off. Whenever you feel like you're not adequate, you feel like they think that you're not to the level that they are, it's going to turn them away. It may turn them away from God completely. It may turn them away from going to church. You never know. So we need to talk to them in a manner as, as we're equal and that, you know, we're not a know-it-all. And I, I think uh, if you've ever talked with Sean about something that you didn't feel very adequate in, he is very good at making you feel comfortable and, and not making you feel like you don't know what you're talking about. You know, it's, it's definitely something that uh, you have to work on. But that kind of response will get you a lot further with someone than as if you were to make them feel like, you know, like they're not equal. In order to do this, we need to study regularly. This one's pretty self-explanatory. 2 Timothy chapter 2, verse 15. Study to show thyself approved unto God, a workman that needeth not to be ashamed, rightly dividing the word of truth. In 2 Timothy 4, 2. Preach the word, be instant in season, out of season, reprove, rebuke, exhort with all longsuffering and doctrine. We need to spend more time in the word studying daily so that we can be prepared at all times to answer questions and to take the opportunity to teach. I will admit this is probably one of the, well, not probably, it's one of the things that I struggle with, uh, studying every day or being consistent in studying every day. You know, you start out the day, got to get up, got to get ready for work, got to take the kids to school, get to work. Okay, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to do a little bit of studying before I got to go do, you know, work on whatever. Then a phone call happens, and, oh, I need you to do this. Can you come do that? And then before I know it, it's 4 or 5 o'clock in the evening. It's time to go home. I get home, and it's just out of my mind. 
And uh, like I said, that's just that's something that, that I struggle with. But it's like school. You know, if you don't study your textbook and your notes, you're not going to do good on the pop quiz. I would say test, but usually you're prepared for a test. The pop quizzes, you're never prepared for the pop quizzes, are you? You always mess up on those because you don't expect it. You didn't read the notes the night before, even though your, your teacher said, hey, read your notes tonight. That's usually a good hint there's going to be a pop quiz in case y'all didn't know that, young ones. So if we don't study our Bible, we won't be prepared to answer the questions people may have for us. We need to know the basics. You know, if we know the basics, it, it's going to help us to be able to answer some of the more common questions. And I come up with just a few questions, uh, and I think one of the ones that's really important is, how can I become saved? It's an important question to know the answer for because it's the whole reason we share the word with people, so they can become saved. John chapter 14, verse 6, Jesus saith unto him, I am the way, the truth, and the life. No man cometh unto the Father but by me. Acts 2, 38. Then Peter said unto them, Repent and be baptized every one of you in the name of Jesus Christ for the remission of sins, and you shall receive the gift of the Holy Ghost. Well, people need to know. They have to repent and be baptized in the name of Jesus Christ for the remission of sins to be saved. They also need to know that once they're saved, they need to continue to follow in his word and follow his commandments. The Christian life doesn't start and stop with baptism. You're not just baptized and then all of a sudden, you know, you're, you know everything and you know the whole Bible. It's just not how it happens. You've got to continue to study to learn more about God and to be able to answer questions that people may have for you and to grow closer to God and have a, a more personal relationship with him. And the next question, maybe... Maybe someone's not going to necessarily ask, what if, I, what if I don't become saved? But you're going to have people that live a lifestyle of that they don't really care anything about being saved. They don't care about God. They don't care about church. They're going to do their own thing, and they're going to party and have a good time. But it, we need to be able to be prepared to give them some scripture to study on, if they will, to know Look, if you don't come to God, these are the things that are going to happen. Revelation is 21.8, but the fearful and unbelieving and the abominable and murderers and whoremongers and sorcerers and idolaters and all liars shall have their part in the lake which burneth with fire and brimstone, which is the second death. And I know it's hard to think of anyone that wouldn't want to spend eternal life in heaven or have eternal life in heaven. But unfortunately, like I said earlier, people, they have that mindset. They just don't care. They want to do what they want to do. And at some point in time, we may come across people like that. So what do I do after becoming saved? Matthew 28, 18 through 20. And Jesus came and spake unto them, saying, All power is given unto me in heaven and in earth. Go ye therefore and teach all nations, baptizing them in the name of the Father and of the Son and the Holy Ghost, teaching them to observe all things whatsoever I have commanded you. And lo, I am with you always, even unto the end of the world. Well, that's the Great Commission, isn't it? We have to be willing to teach people about Jesus how he died on the cross for our sins and saved sinners like ourselves. We're also instructed to follow his commandments. And people need to know, like I said, being a Christian doesn't begin and end with being baptized. 
As Christians, we still have to study and stay in his word constantly, go to church, partake of communion, and surround ourselves with other believers and fellowship with one another. These aren't just a few questions, or these are just a few questions that I came up with, uh, probably easier questions to answer. I could have come up with some harder ones, but uh, I figured easy would, would be best this morning. But that's why we need to study every day, because we never know <clears throat> what someone's going to ask us on any, any given day, either about the Bible or about just your faith in general. And we need to have a no-fear attitude. In Romans 8, chapter 28, verse 31, and we, know, and we know that all things work together for good to them that love God, to them who are the called according to his purpose, for whom he did foreknow, he also did predestinate to be conformed to the image of his son, that he might be the firstborn among many brethren. Moreover, whom he did predestinate, them also them he also called, and whom he called, them he also justified, and whom he justified, them he also glorified. What shall we then say to these things? If God be for us, who can be against us? You know, we don't really have anything to be afraid of. There's no reason to be scared or be anxious about it. God's on our side. And if God's on our side, who can be against us? There's nothing that we can't do when we put him first in our life. God is always with us. Matthew 28, 20, teaching them to observe all things whatsoever I have commanded you. And lo, I am with you always, even unto the end of the world. And Isaiah 41, oh, yeah, that's right. Isaiah 41, 10, fear thou not, for I am with thee. Be not dismayed, for I am thy God. I will strengthen thee, yea, I will help thee, yea, I will uphold thee with the right hand of my righteousness. God's always going to be with us. He's always there with us. He'll be there to strengthen us and to help us. He'll help us through a simple conversation with a friend, maybe a family member, a, a co-worker, even a complete stranger. We also need to keep in mind, though, that it's okay that we don't have all the answers. If somebody asks you a question and you don't have the answer to it, that's all right. I mean, the truth of the matter is we're not going to know all the questions or all the answers to all the questions people ask us. And I think a good way to approach that would be just to say, you know, I'm, I'm not. 100% sure on that, um, but I can get back with you. And probably even better response would be just to say, hey, is that something you'd be willing to sit down and study about? If you can get someone to sit down and study with you, that gives you more opportunity to set up studies, you know, in the future with them as well and get them to come to church and, and possibly be baptized. You know, it's the little things like that that we can use to keep the door open for opportunity to share the gospel. Next, we need to be a leader. And I know not everyone's born, you know, a born leader, but being a leader isn't necessarily, or it doesn't necessarily mean being someone in a position of authority. 1 Timothy chapter 4, verse 12 through 16. Let no man despise thy youth, but be thou an example of the believers in word, in conversation, in charity, in spirit, in faith, in purity, till I come. Give attendance to reading, to exhortation, to doctrine. Neglect not the gift that is in thee, which was given thee by prophecy with the laying on of the hands of the presbytery. Meditate upon these things. Give thyself wholly to them, that thy profiting may appear to all. Take heed unto thyself and unto the doctrine. Continue in them. For in doing this, thou shalt both save thyself and them that hear thee. 
You know, as Christians, we need to be examples in everything that we do. People watch our every move. They listen to what we say. They listen to how we act. They listen to, to or listen and see how we react. They pay attention to our attitudes, our mannerisms, our relationships with people. Anything that you can think of that we do, especially out in public, they're watching and they're taking notes. So we need to be more aware of, of what we're doing and saying no matter where we are. I watched a, uh, a video or a reel on Instagram this past week where this guy was talking about uh, sharing his faith with someone. I guess he was a, a young Christian, and he worked at a, he, or he was an editor at a newspaper in Chicago, I believe, he said one Friday afternoon, he was packing his stuff up to get ready to go home for the weekend, and it was actually uh, Easter weekend, so Easter Sunday was that Sunday. He said, I felt compelled to go into the business office, I guess where their copy room was, and talk to a co-worker he knew was an atheist and invite him to church for Easter Sunday. So he goes in there, and he says, hey, man, how's it going? He said, good, how are you? And he said, well, I'm good. Um, you know, Easter Sunday is this Sunday. I'd like you to come to church with us. We're going to, you know, we're celebrating Jesus' resurrection. And he looked at him and he said, you know, I don't celebrate Easter. I'm an atheist. And he said, yeah, well, but, you know, we're going to celebrate his resurrection and we're going to talk about it. It's going to, you know, be the sermon. And he said, I don't believe that that happened. And the guy said, well, actually there's, quite a bit of evidence that it did, and he shared the gospel with him a little bit, and he still turned him down. He, he said, I don't want to go to your church. He said, so I left that day, and I thought, man, why did I feel so compelled to go in there and talk to this guy? He didn't even have any interest or nothing. Sunday comes around, the guy doesn't show up to church, which he didn't really figure he would, and he said, I, it bothered me for years. He said, to this day, the guy's still an atheist. He said, about four years later, I was he, I guess he was a pastor at the church now. And uh, he said, a guy came up to me and he said, can I shake your hand? I want to thank you for sharing your, your spiritual life or your faith. And he said, well, yeah, but I, I, don't, who are, I don't know you. What? And he said, well, here's my story. A few years back, I was in the business office at the newspaper and I was back behind a desk, and I was working on some tile on the floor. And you came in there, and you started talking to uh, your coworker, who was an atheist, about church. And he shut you down, and you kept talking to him, and you kept telling him about the gospel, and he just kept shutting you down. He said, I sat there, and I thought, I need God. He said, I, so I got home. I told my wife, I said, honey... We're going to church this Sunday. It's Easter Sunday. And she said, okay. So we went to church, and through that, I ended up you know, coming to the Lord, and so did my wife, and so did my son. So I want to thank you for sharing your faith that day. I don't know if you knew I was in there or not, but I heard you. See, we never know who we're going to affect. You may be thinking you're trying to get to one person, but God's got someone else that he has back there that you don't even know they're there and they're listening. So wherever you're at, 
whatever you're doing, we always have to keep in mind that there could always be someone listening and someone present at that time. Uh, you know, we've gone over a few things on how to help us get over those scary moments, so to say, about sharing with, with others. Uh, there's a scripture that my mom always distilled or instilled in me since I was little. She still says it to this day. Philippians 4.13, I can do all things through Christ which strengthen me, strengtheneth me. We can do anything when we put Christ first in our life. And talking to someone about our faith or Jesus shouldn't be that scary because he's got our back. We need to be in prayer about it, be prepared by studying God's word, know the basics, have no fear attitude, and lead by example. Those things can help us to share our faith with others and to bring more people to Christ. That's what we're asked to do. That's what God wants us to do, and that's what we should be doing every day of our lives. Thank you for listening to today's sermon podcast. If you have questions about what you have heard or would like to know more information, please contact us by emailing cfcwheelerarea at gmail.com or look us up on Facebook or Instagram and send us a message there.